Welcome back to For the Water Cooler, the podcast where you get to chat with your favorite coworkers about what you watched last night. I'm Matt Scalisi. Joining me as always, my virtual office buddy, Caroline Darney. Caroline, uh, I, I'm really excited to talk to you about all the stuff that I watched this weekend. And I really hope nothing interrupts us. Right, what, is, what is that? Sorry, I need to go. I need to go turn that down for a second. Is that is that steel drum fifty cent? <laughs> I did see, I did see um, Anatomy of of a Fall this weekend. I and you you hyped it up, and you were right. It's it's really good. The dog is incredible. I was not prepared for what a crucial role the song PIMP plays in that movie. Yeah, it, and it's. <laughs> so the premise of the movie for those I haven't seen no spoilers won't spoil anything but within the first this is like the synopsis is essentially this man is found dead they don't know if he fell out of the window of his house or it was murder and his wife is investigated uh, and before the mysterious death happens he is playing that steel drum version of PIMP by 50 cent so loudly that I honestly don't think a jury would convict. <laughs> I think that's the main, that's the main thing that made me feel like if she did it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> are, are you completely on board though with, with messy, the dog Snoop getting a, I mean, sorry, but he acted circles around. It's the best. I will say did. this. It's like the best dog acting I've ever seen. And it also, it, it, I mean, it's not, not to like tricks. I want, I don't, I want people to understand that this is not just like, Oh yeah, the dog did such a good job with recall and like staying next to its owner. And it sat and like, well, like this dog, no, they ask a lot. They ask a lot of the dog because <laughs> there's plot points yes. that involve the dog. And as Caroline has, Caroline has mentioned, the one spoiler we're okay with is whether the dog dies in a movie or not. And the dog does not die in this movie, but the dog does, uh, like the dog is in peril, let's say at some point. And they, they use the real dog and the dog had to convincingly act that something was wrong. It's incredible. And and he was great. Like it makes me, I, 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 it makes me mad that that we have started using cg animals and i understand i understand that like for a deer or whatever there are i mean you can't there are some animals that you can't train as well as a dog or not but like we should we should make more of an effort at it is what i'm saying i i think if we can do this humanely and safely for animals Snoop is this, a hero. Snoop has really has really changed my feelings about about <laughs> what animals are capable of on the silver screen. He's incredible in it. Um, you watched that. What did I watch this weekend? Um, I watched the six episodes that are available of Love Is Blind because Love Is Blind and, is back on Netflix. And let me let me just ask you this because Caroline, I'm not a I'm not a reality show person mm-hmm. and. Can you can you briefly summarize what is the premise of Love is Blind? Because sure. I honestly don't know. And I can't, I don't remember if this is season, I think this is season six. So they've done this six times. And essentially they take, uh, I think now it's like 15 men, 15 women. They never see each other. They go into what they call the pods. And so they sit and talk. They have dates. They talk to, this, to another person. Um, and so the beginning they rotate through. I honestly am very curious about the process because I think that it sounds from what I'm so thinking, you're, 
So you're in a sorry, you're okay. you're you're going on a date and you can't see the person and you right. are you are in a pod where you can talk to each other and that's it. Yes. And so there's like in between there's like a wall that's got like iridescent, like you can't even see shapes through the other side. So you can't like guesstimate how tall right. they are, like how big they are, what they're any of that. So like they sit and there's like a little sofa and like you can request like games brought in or you can leave the other person gifts like all these things but you can have meals and there's alcohol like all these things uh but they rotate through it it seems similar to like it sounds like the guardians it sounds like guardians three when the animals all become friends in prison next to each other god matt (laughs) i was gonna say the way i'm curious the way that they fill out like who they want to it's like speed dating in one sense or like it sounds similar to almost like sorority rush where you're like both have to mutually want to have the next date. I think okay. I don't know how that works. You have to both swipe right on each other, basically. Yeah. So like over time, that like they keep talking to fewer and fewer people, and at the end of the pods, and this is only like a week long, five day week long process, something like that. If you have connected with someone and you're in love with that, because the idea is like, can you fall in love with someone without ever seeing them? Um, and then you like they propose, and then they leave then they meet like mm-hmm. after a proposal is the only time that they're allowed to meet they meet uh these little doors dramatically open and they run to each other and whatever and then they send all of the engaged couples to mexico dominican republic for like a essentially a honeymoon week and then they send them back to their cities so like previously i think it's all been chicago maybe one other maybe a houston in there something like that this season is charlotte i think so like they put all of them up in a like one bedroom apartment in an apartment building in Charlotte. And then they have to like had, they have like 30 days or something before their wedding. And then they have the wedding and they either like get married or they don't. So like they, the guys like, do you take them to be? And so the success rate is not good. Sure. As I would imagine. I mean, like yeah. at a certain point you're proposing because you want to stay on the television show. There is that. Yeah. Um, and it's been more and more dramatic. So this time around, like, I don't want to spoil it for people. Uh, the, from season one, um, there was a couple that w- like made it and they're adorable and then seemingly love each other. There's a couple couples that have stayed together. There's, but there's always something that happens like when they're doing their real life, like they go see each other's real houses and like try and figure out how they're going to fit their lives together. And this woman was like telling the guy that she had like $80,000 in debt and like wasn't paying it off, wasn't making any effort to pay it off. Cause she's like, what's the point? Like but that's when he bailed. You could no, they got married. Oh my God. <laughs> you could see his face kind of like, hold on. So let me get this straight. Like, and so there's a lot of like, really there's stuff like that this time around the pods were super dramatic because what it ends up happening is like sometimes it'll come down to like where one person has two that they're interested in um or there are two people interested in one person i guess that's the same thing but you know what i mean um or in this case there was (laughs) there were two couples that clearly should have been together but the guy that liked the two women wanted to go for the woman that clearly the guy, she should have gone for the other guy. Like they would have been perfect couples if they had like not. And they ended up like getting together. And so eventually like when they get back to their home cities, they bring out, like they'll have like a bar bar night or something where they bring the other people that they never saw. And so this guy is going to be able to see the woman that he did not choose and vice versa, like whatever. 
Um, and it's, I think for the most part, they are all relatively attractive people. Like that's the thing right. that the show kind of like is interesting because I mean, beauty is subjective. Everyone finds, you know, something different that they like, whatever. Yeah, but, but we know, we know what would be like. It's, hot. it's it's Hollywood. It's hot. Yeah, people. we all know what quote unquote hot people look. There's like. if you see people talking about <clears throat> Megan Fox over the last week, it's because of Love Is Blind and this woman. Okay, I mean, I, I'm aware of this of this dialogue going on that yeah. this woman said. This so woman she tells said- tells the man she's talking to. That she uh, well, first of all, she because sets it up. I said, does, does anyone ever say that you look like a famous person? Which is obviously fishing for him to ask the same thing of her. Exactly. Which, and then she says, Oh, I get Megan Fox all the time. It's skirting the rules because you're not really supposed to talk about your looks at all. So you're not even right. supposed to like, mention your race, your height, your weight, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't know if it's a hard and fast rule, but like whatever. And to her, in her defense, she does say that her friends. Like, she's like, I don't see it, but, like, I have friends who have said that I look kind of like. And she says MGK's wife. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Are, is that how we're talking about Jennifer's body? I don't know. It's it, it, honestly Transformers is now MGK's girlfriend. Like, is that how we're talking about her? I, I think I, I would say both of them are equally annoying and have made, well, 100%, have, yeah, absolutely. Have made a similar impact on the culture. Probably. I don't know. But, I still think she has a bit anyway. So she was on new girl. I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah, she, was, she was pretty, she was pretty good on new girl. This woman, I will say, I do think that her eyes and like forehead, they favor i can see it like i can see if someone was like oh do you ever get a celebrity like you could you she could say that and that's real. apparently what didn't get shown is he said that he gets christian mccaffrey all the time and that is almost more egregious because sir no like but apparently <laughs> she didn't know who christian mccaffrey was yeah so the it didn't hit so they didn't include it i guess is the story that i've heard um and, I'm, and if, that's from tiktok so it could be true it could be false who knows uh he does not look like <laughs> That's like if you're like, can I have Christian McCaffrey? And you're like, we have a Christian McCaffrey at home. Like that's who's at home. Um, saying you but, look like Megan Fox though is mostly it's mostly kind of like uh, it's like saying I look like somebody from the background of a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> also, it's not an extremely specific description. The thing that sucks is like he clearly got fixated on that, and he thinks like it, it's it feels evident in watching the rest of the show that he that is part of the reason that he picked her. And the other woman, oh my god! So when he's like dumping her, she's like, "Just prepare." You're gonna, she says you're going to need your epipen when you see what she actually looks like. What and does I was that like, even that mean? One of the cruelest things I've ever heard someone say about someone. <laughs> like, what? Um, and so it's just very messy, and it's going to get messier. Sure. Like, it, this this season is back to, like... And I was texting my friend, who listener of the pod, <laughs> and I was like, look, this couple's cute. I'm over it. Not, at, like, this boring. I don't really want to watch them just, like, actually be in love. <laughs> like, get back to the mess. I want to know what they're doing on the other. But the previous season, there was, like, a guy that went on there, and, like, they actually knew each other. They had, like, dated for, like, a couple months, and they realized in the pod it was bad. Um, so it's a mess. I can't recommend it enough, uh, which is actually a common theme that we're going to have on this episode <laughs> It is. We're going to talk about bad stuff that we still recommend anyway. We're going to be discussing Madam Web in a minute. The uh, the uh, it is a movie, and it came out last weekend. We're going to talk about it. 
And uh, later in the show, we're going to make our own mess because we're going to have our friend Blake from For the Win joining us. And we're going to do something really fun. We, we have It's a new idea that we came up with where basically the three of us are going to draft a cast for a movie. And then we have to build a movie around that cast. And we've got rules to it. I'll explain it when we get there. It should be a huge disaster in a fun way. Yeah. Um, before we do that, we do have uh, we, we we like to to read off either an email or a voicemail from you guys from our listeners at the start of every show, and uh, as always, you guys can send those into us uh, at our Gmail address. It's for the water cooler at gmail dot com, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at eight zero two four three two eight three zero eight. We love to hear from you guys. You guys have had some fantastic contributions so far. So please continue to do that. Um, we have an email from a listener named Mark, who first of all had a suggestion about our Nicolas Cage um, theme park ride question that we got a couple of weeks ago. He His suggestion, by the way, was that it should be a ride based on The Rock, which I think was your pick. Um, well, I was con- we were Con Air. Were we both Con Air? Yeah. yeah. Con Air, yeah. Uh, but Mark's suggestion is, Basically, that you would be in a cable car and you would be flying over as Sean Connery and the Hummer and Cage and the Ferrari are having their their chase. Uh, and you're basically like it's all happening underneath you while you're in a cable car, which I think is cool. That's a good idea. You could also do some I was thinking about this after the this is the the reach that that question had. You could do some sort of like escape from Pompeii type thing, like but the prison like escape from Alcatraz as like the rock stuff is going on. So not necessarily, right. but like, it's one of those moving things that takes you're, you. Things you're basically and, like you yeah, know, the Hummer jumps over you. Like that's that, like, you're an innocent bystander who happened to be at Alcatraz when all of that is happening. And yes. you're like, Oh you're God, on a tour. <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea what's happening. Tour, you yeah. get left behind on a tour. That's the part where you're in line is like, they give you the backstory about how you yeah. treated from your tour group. And you see, the, this, you see like the classic stupid Alcatraz <laughs> tour stuff where there's like, Oh, it's a, here's a uh, paper mache body that was under the sheets where the yeah. guy escaped. And then you're stuck and you're like, we got to get out of here, man. Or like the tour guide gets left behind and you're, you and the tour guide there. You're like through piece. That's like this you know, way, this there way. There used to be, th- there's a gag that there's a gag that doesn't, that should be used again in a theme park ride it was used in a in a ride called the great movie ride that was at uh disney mgm studios back in the early 90s it was one of the greatest things i've ever seen in a ride which is that you have a tour guide and what happens is you're like going into scenes from different movies and at one point in the ride you go into like 1930s gangster movies and a gangster who is a real person comes out of the scene and basically um, holds up your your tram that you're in at gunpoint and takes over your ride and kicks out the tour guide. That should happen more often. B- bad things should happen to the tour guide on your ride more often. I think that would be more f- – that, that's a fun gag to pull on people. Yeah, I think it works. Sorry, um, go ahead. Rest he year. also – Mark also had a couple of suggestions because he knows that we like to watch uh, – he knows that we're big fans of Apple TV Plus on here. Oh, yeah. So Mark – Mark suggested a couple of things. One of them is a documentary called 808, which is about the drum machine that changed pop music in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, which sounds way up my alley. I would love to listen to this. He said Phil Collins is heavily featured in this documentary. 
which that's all you had to say. <laughs> say less. <laughs> the the other suggestion that Mark has is a show on on Apple called Liaison, which is a it seems to be about uh, two people working on like cyber attacks. Like basically, it's like a, a like a like a computer crime uh, law enforcement show. Which sounds, which he said, he says it's good. It is French uh, and has English subtitles. But, I didn't know that they had foreign language shows on Apple TV Plus. Uh, I I know that I've I have I don't know that I've watched one on Apple, but they're they're uh, I've seen a lot of them, a lot of shows on Netflix and Disney Plus. You're seeing more and more French language shows, which I yeah. think has to do with the the streamers are like trying to grow their international audiences, and I think French is one of the most spoken languages in the world outside of like English and Mandarin. So maybe that's, maybe that's the deal. I don't know. There's a lot of dark French murder mysteries on Netflix. So the Europeans are great at the, at the murder, the Danish, murder mystery stuff, Swedish murder mysteries. Excellent. Very snowy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, thank you, Mark, for your yeah. suggestions and for your email. And uh, as I said, everybody, please continue to send us in, emails, voicemails, whatever you want. Ask us questions, send us suggestions. We love it. Um, Caroline. Yes. You and I both saw Madam Web. Don't say we never do anything for you guys, listeners. We put ourselves through that for you. here's Here's a couple of things right off the bat that I'll say about this movie, okay? Excellent. It's only two it's only two hours. (laughs) I will say I thought it moved with a, with a good clip, I did not at any sure. point feel bored in this. I will I will say that I was never bored. It's not boring, <laughs> but but what's but but what's strange about it, Caroline, is I I went into this and I guess that I knew right that yeah. this was a that this was a superhero movie about characters that were far from a list which is kind of a thing that Sony has done a couple of times, obviously yeah. Morbius being the model for that. But what I, what I didn't expect, what I did not know, and maybe I, maybe I would if I'd read more about it, is that you don't even see the characters being superheroes in this movie, yeah. with the exception of like maybe collectively 10 seconds. It's like, yeah, maybe a minute. It's a movie that is about someone protecting a bunch of girls from being killed because eventually they're going to be superheroes. Now the, the implication I guess is that, that they're, they want this to be a franchise and that eventually we will see them in superhero mode. But my, my first thought coming out of the, this movie at the end was I can't believe they just made a whole movie where the superheroes aren't even superheroes yet. Yeah. So I, <sighs> where Morbius, I thought was a slog and boring. This definitely was not. So like, I will give it credit for like, so this is a, this is a bad movie. <laughs> no question. I think I, I, my review is live on for the win. You should go read it. But the crux of it is this movie is terrible. You should see it immediately. That's my opinion. I here comes the here comes the giant Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that made me the most mad 
was the fact that I think with a few small changes, this could have been a good movie. I I buy that. I don't know. I don't know if I can get there, but 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 here's what I'll say: it is a loose term. There are there are a lot of things about it that are better than they than the than the movie. I don't know if I want to say it's better than the movie deserves, but like. I mean, this yeah. is a this the really the only thing bad about the movie is the screenplay. Like, it is a competently made movie. It it actually, I will say, I and mean, there are bad, there are some bad looking effects in it. Yeah, but actually, for the Not most bad. part, it looks fine. It looks yeah. as good, if not better, than a lot of MCU stuff coming out. Yeah, I don't. And, and some of that's because they're they're like. Um, they're not overly ambitious, let's say. Like they're, they're not trying to do too much. No. And yeah. as a result, a lot of it looks pretty good. Yeah. So when I say that it was close to being a good movie, the changes that I mean are like the story and the dialogue <laughs> and the villain. I, I the guess characters. I, I, I think they jammed a little bit too much into this one, especially considering, like you said, we don't see the three teens get their powers. And so I think you could have easily um, made her the subject of, so essentially um, Dakota Johnson, who I actually loved in this, like her blase vibe worked for me. It's such a weird choice that they, they said that they basically, I mean, it's, it's written there. This is not just a Dakota Johnson choice. The character is what if, what if like a girl who's kind of a, who's kind of an asshole got superpowers and is a paramedic, but hates helping people. Yeah. She's just like, <laughs> she's just like not a nice person. And that's yeah. reiterated over and over again that she doesn't, she doesn't really want to help these girls who are in danger. Mortal she danger from this strange man. Right. She, she's she steals a cab. She's not, she, she, she's a jerk and that, but that yeah. is on purpose. And like yeah. the point of the movie is that this jerk who has power now has responsibility because of that power. Uh, the way that they skirt around saying that sentence. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar to this other superhero movie I've seen before where I think his name is ceiling guy. Is that right? Wait, what? That's that, I, that, that is, I, I'm referring to the fact that they, never say spider-man in this movie oh they, yeah they do yeah. everything they can yeah. to jump around they say spider persons at, at one point they there is a spider-man in this movie who is a bad yeah. guy and yeah. they refer to him only as ceiling guy because he yeah. crawls on the ceiling and they so ben parker uncle ben is is her is Adam Scott, who's fantastic. I don't know how, like, did he just wander onto set? And they're like, do you want to be in this? And he was like, okay, I just can't. I'm just like, how did you end up here? Um, they, he's like telling her, so they're partners in the, in the EMT world. And he's like, oh, I met someone. And she's like, Ooh, what's this one's name? As if like uncle Ben's like this huge player, which I loved. Uh, and so he's like, doesn't say anything because he's like being all mom about him and i'm like what's her name to say aunt may all i'll say is <laughs> her name is a month of the year baby yeah. it, it's so funny but 
so there's this is I would like to say this is nothing personal against Tahar Rahim, who plays the villain Ezekiel Sims. He's awful in this. Like, and and again, I'm sure that he is a fantastic actor. He has nothing to work with. And I'm not. He has no apparent motivation. It makes no no sense. His powers are inconsistent. They're never explained. It's not explained how he gets them because he's still. So he essentially goes to the Amazon and is quote unquote security for Cassie, AKA Dakota Johnson's mother who is pregnant with her and looking for the, you know, this is where she's like, my mom died when she was right. recently. Because if you're going on a research trip in South America, one of the things that you need to hire to bring with you is a man that you don't know anything about who has a gun. Yes. And so shocker, he turns on her, just wants the spider for personal gain. <laughs> I, that's, and this is all in the first like two minutes. I swear to God, I out loud go stop at like, a minute and a half. The exposition is very quick. Yeah. When the spider people come out of the trees, I shouted. Absolutely shouted. I I I can't, I I can't imagine what you're thinking if you haven't seen this movie and you just heard Caroline say when the spider people come out of the trees, just trust me, just trust me that it doesn't make any more sense after you've seen it. I'm not spoiling it for you because it makes no sense. And so, but but, but, they're like, what? I I do want to say something about the villain in this movie because it's weird. It's weird. Like the one of the big questions I've had since we first knew this movie was being made is why are you doing this, Sony? <laughs> what? Why did you decide to make this movie? It does not make any sense. And after having seen it, it's I can start to put the pieces together a little bit more because um, obviously a lot of us are now aware of the spider verse animated films which are which are based on a comic book story um and they really really boiled down the comic book story when they were making those animated movies and they made it i would say much more fun and much less complicated in the actual comic book ezekiel sims is the villain of the spider verse comic book story now that's not the case in the Spider-Verse movies. They they got rid of that. They said, you know what? That that whole thing, it's so complicated, it's stupid, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so then like what someone at Sony did was they said, "Well, hey, <laughs> they're not since we're not, not using it, why don't we take the, this thing out of the trash and make it into a movie?" He... And that's apparently what they tried to do here and there's a reason that it didn't get used. In, uh, in the good movie that yeah. got made. So here's a couple questions I have. So his whole motive is that he wants to kill the three teens because he has a dream every night. They right. get powers and kill him. What, and I what he wants to do, in if, uh, the, the character from the comics wants to kill all spider people in okay. general. And so that is, that sure. is the spider girls and women in this yeah. movie. It's right. also... Spider-Man and every version of Spider-Man. So it makes sense, right? If you think about that, that's how they built that comic book story. In this movie, it only applies to three teenage girls. Teenage girls who don't have any powers. Right. And end the movie with no powers. And And we don't know how they will ever get those powers. So that was, I thought for sure we were going down a Harry Potter road of like by 
focusing on this and making your mission to kill these girls, you will somehow give them powers that gives them the strength to kill. That's actually a great idea, Caroline. That that actually would have been a much better movie. That's what I'm saying. I have so many ideas of how you can make this a better movie. And that should be the second one because this should not have the three of them in it at all. It should be Dakota Johnson figuring out and getting her powers. And she is saving people along the way from either like small like bad guys like you know neighborhood spider-man type thing and to be getting all this all the powers and then maybe she crosses paths with the three girls at the end and then the second one is ezekiel sims and he gives them the powers to like because there was too much going on not a single thing was resolved and we haven't even talked about the fact that they literally adr'd in his entire performance after i think it was i don't even know there are multiple, almost the entire time that that poor man is on screen. Again, he he's probably fantastic in other things. I don't know. This is the first time I've seen him. And I was like, this, what is happening? His mouth is moving and other words are being said. Like yeah. it's not even remotely close to matched up. And I thought I was losing my mind. I, I do want to say the only good part about the, the villain part of this movie is that um, it is, is, oh God, what's her name? Is it, is it, Zosha, is it Zosha Mamet? Is that her name? She played, she played oh, Shoshana. She played Shoshana from from Girls. Is that the hacker girl? Yes, she plays a hacker. She was awful. She, she, I was highly entertained as a big fan of the show Girls, though. Um, but but I, I here's here's another part of this movie that I wasn't really prepared for. So. Um, Dakota Johnson's character's powers that she has in this movie. Yeah. She's the only person with superpowers in this movie yeah. besides, besides ceiling guy who has no, yeah, he has no, Ezekiel it, he has no like spider name. He's or spidery or whatever, but yeah. her powers are that basically she can see the future in an extremely inconsistent way. The rules yeah. of it are not really established. What it basically is though, is the, is the type of, um, the the type of power that you see in the final destination movies, which if you're not familiar with that, it's about somehow every once in a while, a person gets this little flash where they can see that a bad thing is about to happen and a bunch of people are going to die. So that's the mechanics of this movie is that Dakota Johnson will see a bad thing that's about to happen. And then she will take action to avoid it. To me, it gets kind of repetitive even though the the action I do think is like mostly competently done, yeah. Like there, there's a car chase that's pretty good. There's a there's a um, there's a there's a scene where they're on a rooftop and and stuff is falling over. Like it's fine. It's pretty that good. Part, the, the final battle was the weakest to me, but that's but the but the something is icky to me about that. The way the movie is built is that we watch teenage girls get murdered over and over and over again. And then someone like granted in the story, someone is fixing it and stopping it from happening. Yeah. But it kind of turns this movie into a slasher, like an 80s slasher movie. It's a weird vibe. I will say I really, really liked how they did. One of the things that I legitimately think was done very well by the director and even Dakota is when she's starting to figure out, cause she gets these powers or realizes she has the powers because she literally, 
it, my nightmare goes over the edge of a bridge. Yes, because she she has a brush with death. Yes, she dies and is, and also like I've got so many questions just about that, but never mind. So she's brought back to life, and and then she starts having these like repetitive moments. But I actually think that part is done so well. Like when she's at the baby shower and is like, "Are you guys messing with?" Which me? we like, did not mention, by the way, also that that there is a woman in this movie who is Ben Parker's. Sister, sister aka and she is pregnant and when they when when people ask her what the baby's name is going to be a balloon <laughs> pops every time she's about to say it yeah and, and there isn't there also a scene at the end where she's like the, the, she's the about to say the baby's yeah. name and then they stop her for some we reason. never say peter parker it's so movie. funny that sony oh would my. not let them say would 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 not let them say peter parker in this movie I just, they wanted to do it so bad. So badly. Um, it's just, there's just so many ridiculous. She goes to Peru for a week in the middle of this movie. <laughs> That's right. She, she literally is like, so she, this is what kills me. She steals a cab to get away from the cops, whatever. Cause like any, I will not go into all of that. She keeps the cab for mm-hmm. days at least. And then she's like, guys, I got to figure out what's going on. I'll be back. I'm going to Peru for a week. And then <laughs> goes to Peru, happens to find the exact tree of like where her mom stood and like looked at waterfalls and stuff. Gets back from Peru. Well, Peru's not that big, surely. And has, and still like gets the cab out of storage. Yeah. She's still driving the cab around. And I'm like, NYPD. To- this is totally my food. cab now. Did, did no one report the cab stolen? Like, how has no one found the cab yet? It is so funny to me. I, honestly, it's way more fun than Morbius. Like, way more fun. I, that's me. not hard for me to believe. There are fun things in this. Yes. And and I some of it's really cringy. Like, yeah. I would say there's a whole... The, 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 the scene that jumps to mind, right? There's, like, uh, the, the three girls being out in the woods is such a weird... It's such a weird thing to have in this movie... Yeah. or any movie uh, because nothing happens out there. There's a large chunk of the movie where the girls, the three teenage girls go out to the woods and nothing happens to them. And in fact, they eventually just go, we should just go somewhere else. Cause yeah. this sucks. We but mean, like they're there for a long time. The diner that's within walking distance of where yes. they were like hiding in the woods. Um, yeah. And, the, you know, little things where they're like trying to remind you and establish that this movie is set in like 2003. Toxic uh, playing on repeat. Right. But like that doesn't matter at all. It's not no. of any consequence. Well, uh, it will be when they merge into the MCU. Well, the only, yes, the only reason they do that <laughs> is because they, the people who made this movie are trying to leave every possible door and window yes. open for Tom Holland to eventually be in this franchise. I would be, we're not going to see another one. Uh, I would be lying to you if I didn't, if I said, I didn't want to see Dakota Johnson and Tom Holland interact as these characters. Tom, Tom Holland does not deserve that. But, but I, (laughs) I just, here's what I, here's what I think. You know what? I told, I told one of our listeners, Stuart, who left us a voicemail, Right. Because he he was like, uh, I, I didn't I watched this Wes Anderson movie and I didn't love it. And I kind of gave Stuart a hard time because I was like, we should be OK watching movies that we don't get. Yeah, I, I'm going to add an addendum to that and say we should be OK watching movies that we that are not very good. Yes, Like, yeah, 100%. it's OK to put out a mediocre 
stupid movie and like the only real crime they could commit against us making a movie like this is to make it boring and they did not make it boring they did not make it boring it's stupid and it's and it's goofy and there's a lot of things in it that don't make sense but like you should go see it immediately i was perfectly entertained watching it and it's the kind of movie that used to come out all the time in yeah. the in the time period that this movie is set, by the way. Like the early 2000s. Fantastic Four was a trash movie. Fantastic Four, Daredevil. Yeah. Um, like that, those those kind of movies are like, they're not good. But yeah. but they're but fine. It's yeah. entertaining. And they have movie stars in them. And this could have more movie stars in it than it does. But like Sydney Sweeney is uh regret regrettably cast in this movie as a 15 year old girl but terrible casting i don't nothing it's not they don't give her a lot to work with i'm still on this fence of like i know she can act her ass off because i've seen euphoria and i've seen white white lotus like she's great in those it's but they've got her (laughs) if you want to cast if you want to cast a 15 year old girl just do it don't yeah. cast don't cast Sydney Sweeney as a 15 year old girl please. We don't none of us need to be having that conversation. Yeah, it's but it says a lot more about the filmmakers than anything else. But yeah. like yeah, I'm with you Caroline. It's worth seeing. Especially you, I would say go now. Like I'm not trying to be dramatic about it like but no, go, go with early. friends. Go with friends. And buy like candy and, yeah, and, and go in to be like, this is going to be so dumb. Let's have some fun. Don't go in like a month and a half from now where you're the only person. Don't watch it at home by yourself. That'll be, that'll, that'll be depressing. depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should be a fun movie going experience. I, I gave it one star and was also like, you should go see it immediately. Yeah, like, I agree with that review. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to see if we can do a better job than the producers of this movie. <laughs> I, I think it would be impossible for us not to, but we'll find out soon. All right. Welcome back. Super excited. Return guest this week. Um, the lovely Blake Schuster is here from Bet for the Win. Blake, how are you? Welcome back. What's going on? Am I am I the first three time guest? Yeah, here? yeah. Welcome, Let's go. the three timers club. I tried to I tried to veto this so you didn't like make fun of my picks again, like the Thanksgiving food draft. But Matt said we had to. So. Can can we up this to best friend of the pod? Is that yeah? Where oh, oh, nice. Um, so yeah, we're super excited. I I don't I honestly don't know what we're doing. So Blake and well, I come with like absolute level playing field here this this was an idea that i got um and i don't i don't remember what i was doing i might have been i might have been at uh the the live shutdown full cast over the weekend when it suddenly struck me because i take almost all my my best ideas from those guys anyway but the uh what i what i decided to do was essentially we're, we're going to draft the uh, a movie for, for lack of a better term, we're, we're going to each draft a cast. We're going to pick three actors each and you're going to have to do this somewhat blind. You're just a, you're a producer and you're trying to build the best possible movie. After you have chosen your cast, you're going to be randomly assigned a fourth actor. And then you are also going to be randomly assigned a genre of film and you will then have to build the best possible movie and pitch it to our listeners. And our listeners will then decide which of these three movies gets greenlit. 
Uh, I will I will put a poll out on my Twitter to do it. Uh, but that's our I, I I don't know maybe maybe we can we could we could possibly do a write up for this on the site. I don't know. We can discuss that afterwards. But this, this that's the idea, right? We are the three of us have to build and pitch a movie. Some of the elements we will decide for ourselves. Some of them will be randomly assigned to us. Okay. Um, okay. So that's what that's what we're doing today. This this is gonna we're, we're I'm roughly calling this the movie producer mock draft, and of course uh, we do have a jingle to to kick us off. Go ahead with that, Chandler. So. I'm a producer, baby, so why don't you pay me? Deleted for a tax write-off. Soy un productor. I'm a producer, baby, so why don't you pay me? <laughs> All right. Amazing. We got, got that out of the way. Uh, okay, so listen, we're, we'll start off with the draft portion. Blake, you're going to go first. Caroline will go second. I will go third. So Blake, all they have to be is alive and, and free free to make movies. Okay, quick question. Mm-hmm. Do we have to worry about directors? Like, are we are we picking who's going to direct this? The, film? the the director. We're going to say that all three of these movies will be directed by a competent but not spectacular filmmaker. <laughs> A journeyman. You're, you're, you, could, you as the producer will be the true auteur of this film. You could just say Sam Raimi. Like, we, yeah. we know no, who you're talking no. about. No. <laughs> no longer playing. Uh, <laughs> it'll be somebody, it'll be somebody who like worked on a bunch of really good movies, but has never been a director before. Okay. So like a, like a young offensive coordinator we're looking at here. That's Kinda right. For shot. A sure, a sure, a sure, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the Michigan offensive coordinator who got, you know, who ended up being the head coach. But what, that, that, this is a this is a movie that has a lot more to do with the studio is putting it together. This is not this is not the pure artistic vision of a director. Okay. Um. AKA most movies. So with the first overall pick, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my boy, Barry Keoghan. Wow. Nice. Number one overall was not and, expecting that for Barry. And, and here's why. <laughs> I think he's established himself as a leading man in Hollywood. Sure. But he can play, you know, the meek little quiet kid. He can play the little freak boy. He can be your villain. He can be your hero. He can just make you uncomfortable in every scene. He gives you a lot of range. Mm. So without knowing what film this is going to be, I know I at least want him in it for some role. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that he went as high as he did, but I, I don't have a problem with the pick. I think that he's a hot name right now. I love That's a great pick. And for similar reasons as the versatility you all know who i'm picking i'm taking glenn powell number like absolutely got the comedy aspect got the heartthrob aspect got the action aspect if i need it he can play an asshole if i need it i'm uh to go with my guy i'm not why would i not top pick easy easiest pick ever done wait caroline so so can you can you formally state your pick oh sorry for my first pick of the draft i am taking glenn powell (laughs) glenn Powell 
going and look we all knew glenn was coming off the board first as soon as caroline got up there frankly uh there there was some buzz around the draft floor here that that blake was going to consider trying to get caroline to trade up but he didn't have to and he got he got his man you know what i i had my guy targeted early in the draft process like maybe i could have gotten something else but in the end i got my guy and i'm pretty happy he could have gone full mental games and just taken him with the first pick and i would have melted down and yeah caroline caroline did made no effort to to you know leave any ambiguity towards no i'm not not risking leaving him for y'all to take him the next round he's You see tw- the Twisters trailer? That man can do anything. <laughs> Except for a long hair. Yeah, okay. Well, so, long hair. So for, for my first pick, um, I'm going with somebody who has the flexibility for both prestige, Oscar-nominated type projects and huge IP blockbuster potential as well. She can do it all. I'm also taking the first female actor off the board. So I'll, I'll be accepting my feminist trophy, please, anytime now. I will be selecting Florence Pugh with my oh! pick. Good pick. Okay. Good pick. Excellent pick. All right, we move, we move back to Blake for round two. Okay. Blake, you have Barry Keoghan off, off the board so far. Who will you be taking in the second round? Uh, so I've got one of my leads and I need to fill out this roster. Um, all right. Uh, similarly, because of her range, because she's a total badass when she needs to be and just the coolest person in any room Oh no. All other times. Oh no. Give me Anya Taylor Joy. Wow, Ooh. Anya Taylor Joy. I was I did not necessarily think that's where it was going, but an extremely good pick. I'm a Excellent huge fan. Advice. You're right though. Very versatile and also you know, like uh, has that has that movie star quality of like when you're watching a movie that she's in, you have zero doubts about whether this is a legit project. She brings instant credibility to what you're doing. Yeah, I got me to sit through the entirety of Last Night in Soho, which was not easy to do. I love Last Night in Soho. I think that's a cool movie. Ah <laughs> oh, man! And by the way, goes... just for people, just for people who don't, who who are not on this call, Blake Blake was listening to us earlier and and dropped into our little chat window that he hated Baby Driver too. Which no, 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 no. That's not what I was saying. What were you saying? I was saying there is an art to enjoying a movie that is not great, but very fun. And I no, think uh, okay. Baby so that's, that movie. that's great. That's a fair point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to insinuate that you're an Edgar Wright hater, but yes. no, I, I do. I really do like Edgar Wright. Soho was the first one that just like completely flopped for me. That, that aside, Anya Taylor-Joy, great pick. Excellent yeah. work so far for you, Blake. Caroline, you're up for round I two. I saw my, laugh, my life flash in front of my eyes for both of y'all's picks because I thought you were going to say the person that I wanted uh, because she is also incredibly talented can do any number of genres, um, and she's delightful as hell. And I am taking Zendaya with my second pick. Zendaya! So it was it was between Anya and Zendaya for me. I just I don't see 
her fitting on the screen as well with Barry is what it came down yeah, to. Yeah, I will fit. say this. I will say this. Glenn Powell's and Dea is a hell of a pairing. That and, and I, I don't know that I, that it would have occurred to me to go for that. Yeah, that's a that's a very you're you're building an interesting project. And honestly, here. Matt, you helped me make my choice because I was legitimately like, will I take Florence or will I take Zendaya? Because I absolutely love the versatility that the, either one of them brings to this. So, yeah, I, I look interestingly. We so far we we have each picked. A male lead and a female lead. Well, you haven't. Who's your male? I haven't yet. <laughs> but I'm. I'm here. Here's the thing, right? I mean, you 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 try to build a good board for yourself of, of potential mm-hmm. candidates. You think there's no way that they're both going to be around? Uh, that that they're all going to be around? Rather, once my turn, somebody's going to take some of my people that are on my board. Amazingly, no one took the number two overall person on my board. So far, and both of you, as you started to describe your picks, I thought, well, here's here she goes. They're taking her, but you didn't, and that means that my number two pick is Margot Robbie. Wow. So I now have you and Margot Robbie in my movie so far. Congrats on passing the Bechdel test early on. That remains to be seen from rounds three and four, so we'll find out. Matt's Matt's making sense and sensibility. <laughs> I, I, well, I feel, actually, you know what? I would watch a Sense and Sensibility remake. With- I thought I would maybe get one of them. I did not think both would be available, and so I gotta I gotta change up my plan here. I gotta take the best the best available on the board. Um Fair point. All right, Blake, your final choice that will be up to you in your cast, round three. <sighs> and just to reiterate Blake's cast so far, Barry Keoghan and Anya Taylor Joy. Two, two, uh, two people who are uh, who are sort of I, I would say oddly beautiful. Is that fair to say? And also not uh, American. Do I do I keep the trend going and just and just go for the finale with it? Let's see. Give me Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Wow. Oh, okay. So we've got we've got. We've got two Irish fellows, and we've got Anya Taylor Joy, who I, I born I in Miami, she, but she is British. But she is British, and she speaks perfect Spanish. Oh, this is so what a what a project! Wow, I, I had someone else in mind who I'll tell you once you guys are done with this. Yeah, text, yeah, no, it, it was it was very close for me. I respect that, Caroline. So far, with Glenn Powell and Zendaya on her project, okay. There, oh, there's so many, obviously so many options, but I think I need to bring some experience to this with the most fashionable person alive. Oh, actually. Mm. You're trying not to offend Glenn at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This, I think he would give way to this actor. Uh, she doesn't want to overpower him. <laughs> I'm bringing Angela Bassett into this project. Whoa! Wow. I am excited about this. <laughs> I like Interesting. That. I think that there's a lot of like, if you throw an action movie at me, she can be some sort of director or experienced personnel. If we're talking like a mystery, she can be anyway. A rom com, it can be a parent. Like I, I think I've got. She can do a lot of things. And this is, I think she, it, she's my favorite. So 
as a producer, I would like to work with her. <laughs> yeah. What a what an interesting cast here. Okay. My my final pick, I could have gone a lot of different ways with this. I did frankly, I did think about Tom Cruise because I'm uh, I'm obviously a big fan of the the stuff he does despite him being a huge weirdo. I think he would have he would probably try to take over the project for me and we would clash and 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 frankly, I have to maintain creative control of this project and I can't let Tom do that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a person who I think is a mega charismatic star and has not gotten his due. And I, I hope he does soon. He is, he is actually currently about to release a project that he wrote and directed for himself. I think he should be a bigger star than he is right now. I'm going with Dev Patel as my third pick. Love that. that. I'm also really looking forward to Monkey Man. That looks yes, it looks awesome. I'm banking on Monkey Man being a surprise hit and and him emerging from that with a little bit more interest from from audiences. So I am all right. Thrilled they decided to put that in theaters. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for it. So so look, we're we're now going to. I I am using a randomizer, uh, which I. You guys are gonna have to trust me on it, but I am. I, I will. I will share with you the URL that, that I'm doing it from. If anyone has any questions about the veracity of this process, I have assembled what I think is a very weird list uh, of people who who still, though, I think would be exciting to have in your movie. None of these are designed to handicap you, but it might be a weird fit. So let's see, Blake, for your fourth cast member. You have a guy who is for not long ago was a huge star is currently out of work and looking for, for a new path for his career. Okay. You have Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. okay. Let's go. Oh, I can work with that. Dude, that's some trash. Unbelievable. Bull. It's like, Hey, look, a really fortunate bounce that he was. I, that he was I thought you were going to go like, problematic people and like drop army hammer on no that would be amazing to do that and i and maybe maybe for a future you got henry cavill yeah these are these are all positive additions these are all positive additions uh i I didn't want to make it too controversial but maybe in the future we'll have one where it's more of a landmine situation (laughs) i thought you were gonna drop like carrot top on us or something (laughs) that would be great you can hand it Caroline, okay. I'm re I'm rerunning the randomizer for Caroline. She has been given specifically what what I have written is Austin Butler doing the Elvis accent. Come so on, she, ha- she has Austin Butler doing specifically 100%. doing that accent. You've got Austin and Glenn. Yes, <laughs> yes, I almost picked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I probably put that one on the list specifically for Caroline. Uh, I take back my yelling about Henry Cavill. My my random pick is going to be John Cena. So my (laughs) film project will be Florence Pugh, Margot Robbie, Dev Patel, and John Cena. I hope you don't get action. I hope you get something. (laughs) (laughs) So we will now, we will now proceed to give everybody their assigned genre also through the randomizer. Uh, I am what, loading those. What, into, what are the options? Can you just run through what the possibilities are? Sure, I can do that for you. Uh, well, here, here's the thing. 
No, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, fine, I'll do it. Okay. Our our options are A24 Prestige Drama. Okay. Oh, please. That one bad. Musical biopic. Okay. Su- superhero. Unconventional toy adaptation. Low budget horror. Video game adaptation or rom-com. Those are the options available in the genre randomizer. So I will now be hitting Blake's genre randomizer. Come on, A24. Blake has received video game adaptation. No! (laughs) (laughs) I'll put that one. I would say start thinking about it now uh, to make your pick. It is a spectacular cast for sure. Um, Caroline, I'm now hit, hitting the beat boopalator or whatever we're calling this. <laughs> Caroline, you have received low budget horror as your genre. God. Okay. So one of, I would presume that one of the people in your cast is going to be the villain is going to be a killer in this movie, mm-hmm. which that can it's be so fun. Real. That can be fun to figure out. And yeah. my genre, oh god, I got musical biopic. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, so look. <laughs> so we now have to we now have to do our best here to stream of consciousness come up with a, a pitch that we think we can sell to our to our listeners here. Blake, I'll remind everybody once again as you try to formulate something in your mind here. Your cast is Barry Keoghan, Anya Taylor-Joy, Killian Murphy, and Henry Cavill. And you are assigned to make a video game adaptation. It's a very popular genre right now uh, because it succeeded one time. And that means that every studio is going to attempt to do it. So any thoughts on this, Blake? Any thoughts on what direction? I I know exactly where I want to go. because I I have an immediate thought about it, but I, I don't want to give it to you, though. I have one, and it's the one that I've been waiting for years to actually happen. Uh, And it also makes me a little bit upset that I didn't choose my other person over Killian Murphy, who was going to be Mads Mikkelsen. (gasps) Oh. And the video game I'm going with is the Bioshock series. Bioshock. Interesting. Okay, that's Uh, really fun. I see. So for people who are not aware, Bioshock is is like a – it, 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 there's a steampunk element to it, right? But it's like, it's basically, it's a sort of horror sci-fi thing where a, a a bunch of rich people tried to make a city where they didn't have to deal with poor people and and uh, democracy and things. And like nothing that. bad happened to them. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I was sitting there looking at Barry Keoghan and Anya Taylor-Joy and my brain immediately said, we're making a Zelda movie, but I like that. I like that you went Bioshock. I think that's a very interesting direction. And I, I frankly, would watch either of those. That's a movie that I would be really compelled. I would love a, a Bioshock movie. So where I'm stuck at, I know, I know Anya Taylor Joy is going to be Elizabeth, the girl from the third game. Um, I'm going to have Killian as Booker. Do I want Andrew Ryan to be Barry 
or Henry Cavill for like the surprise cameo at the end of the second act? I, I think Henry Cavill is frankly tailor made for surprise cameo. I think yeah. that's I think he's so good at that. I, and I think like generally you're set up well here because these Wait, are all. Hey, yeah, can we time out for one second? You said he's been out of work lately. He just did Argyle. <laughs> well, he's well, that's regrettable. He, look, I'm saying he he had a big franchise. He was the franchise. He was. And it didn't work out, and it's not going to be in his future anymore. But like, so yeah, let's go. This is a this is like you you cast four people who can very convincingly play like upper crust white people. Yeah. So I think I think you set yourself up well unknowingly. We'll go we'll go Henry Cavill for Andrew Ryan. Um, we'll go Barry Keoghan for Booker Dewitt. Anya Taylor Joy for Elizabeth, and then. Killian. Uh, we're gonna do Killian as the twins. Oh, as as a dual performance. Yeah, that's uh, fun. That's a good. Yeah. That's that. Listen, it's, I, it's, I think it's, he's. I think he's it, changing it a little bit from the game, but I think it fits. I think he'd be up for it. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's a fun project. I'm. Ex- I honestly. I, I, I'm supposed to be adversarial here, but I'm excited about that. Idea. Or, he, or he could do Comstock. I could see him doing like the godlike Comstock figure. If you put those four in anything, I'd watch it. That's a huge cast. That's a that's a slam dunk. I mean, yeah, we're talking we're talking two fifty mil budget here just to get off the ground. I think you gotta. It's it's necessitated by the story. It's a big budget. But, story. but here's the thing: because it's steampunk, I'm not trying to do a lot of CGI. Like this is a lot of machine. You want a lot of practical stuff. You want like a yeah. George Miller type production here. Yeah. We're we're getting we're getting heavy with it. I like it. I like it, Blake. Caroline, any any thoughts from you so far? Just a reminder, what Caroline has here, and I said low budget horror. I I think we're gonna have to to make that a relative term because the cast <laughs> because alone. Cast. Yeah. But but you know, we're talking about we're talking about a movie that is in the in the general genre territory uh, that we'd be seeing in the like Bloomhouse movies, right? They make a ton of money as long as you can keep the budget under control. And you've got Glenn Powell, yep. Zendaya, Angela Bassett, and Austin Butler doing the Elvis accent. Yes. So, Any thoughts here so far? And this well, look, yeah. this does not have to be. Uh, Blake had to do an adaptation. You're sort of free here I to got, do whatever yeah. you want. I've had a few minutes here and my first thought is because you have said doing the Elvis accent, uh, Zendaya and Glenn Powell are a couple and they're mm-hmm. going to Graceland to visit their good friend, Austin Butler with the Elvis voice who runs a bed and breakfast that's themed Elvis. Um, Angela this Bassett. So, this is so good already. <laughs> Angela Bassett is one of the other guests. There will have to be some extras, like some slower, you know. Sure, more, right. You can fill the cast out. You just most of your budget has gone to these four people. Yeah, yeah, are staying at this bed and breakfast, this motel, however we want to like set it up. Uh, it's going to uh, shocking. Things are going to start going wrong. People show up dead. Mystery level. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think we're calling it suspicious minds. Incredible. Oh my God. I'm so, yeah. I'm so mad layup. that this is so good. <laughs> Absolute layoff. <laughs> like, I, this, I don't, and you know me, I don't do horror. So this was like one of the toughest for me to get. Um, God, but I think, I'm so mad at how good that title is. I, I think that's what we're, we're starting. That's what we're going to be. That's the vibe. 
Um, and I don't think that I'm going to be able to kill Zendaya or Glenn Powell. So Glenn Powell seems like he's perfect for like the guy in a horror movie who doesn't actually believe he's in a horror movie. Yes. Like the skeptic, like, Oh no, it's going to be fine. Like you guys are freaking out over nothing. Yeah. And then it's like, and then he's like, did I, I close that door? Like, yeah, this is, you know, an older building kind of, I'm trying to think like, I think it's more on the like creepy mysterious sign, like uh, not ghosts, not, not paranormal activity type thing. I think this is more like a slasher type thing. In my, I don't know, but yeah, that's what, I, that's my, that's my movie. So I, I think, I think it's, I think it's, it's a phenomenal pitch. <laughs> It's it really you can't I, I mean to have put that together that quickly too <laughs> infuriating infuriating Hollywood call me I have ideas all right so I I have the, the unenviable task here of making a musical biopic which means I have to like fit it to to a very specific parameter right like I have to find a real world analogy that will fit this cast and I've got Florence Pugh. No, I've you got, could just make. It. Does it have to be a biopic? Or I think a, a bi- no musical biopic is what I is what I got. I got oh. I've got to fit it. I've got Florence Pugh, Margot Robbie, Dev Patel, and John Cena. What I'm looking at here, right, is I've got two women and two men. I've got one of the women, famously, a blonde woman. The other one, she could she could be brunette. She could pull off brunette. I've got two sort of strapping men. Please be Abba. I am making an Abba biopic that is Let's called go. The Winner Takes It All, is will be my <laughs> title. And it will be the sort of tragic story of the rise and, and eventual fall of Abba. Uh, it will be it, it will be heart-wrenching. <laughs> Frankly, I I'm taking a huge risk on John Cena here being <laughs> capable of handling this kind of dramatic content. But I could see him doing like a sort of Swedish accent. Yeah, I could see that. And, a good comic relief. And and Dev Patel, I'm just gonna have to ask everybody to go with it. And he look, he's absolutely got the charisma to pull this off. We're gonna put him in a really goofy looking wig, but that is what it is. They're all they're all gonna be wearing wigs in this movie, except for Marco. And uh I don't know that I'm going to go super serious with my tone here. I think I'm going to be a little goofy with it. I'm going to be somewhere between like uh, the, the Johnny cash musical biopic slash Ray Charles one. And and like somewhere between that and the, the Will Ferrell Eurovision song movie. Like it it will be a little bit tongue in cheek, goofy, Uh, and like, look, I've also got four people who have comedic chops who can sell that and pull it off. Like all four of these people are also very funny. Uh, but, but there will be some sincere moments in this movie. Uh, they will all lip sync. I'm not going to ask these people to sing ABBA songs. It's just not, I'm not going to do it. I know Florence Pugh can sing, but I don't know about the rest of them. That's what I'm going with. I I think that it's time for ABBA's story to come to the screen. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch it. Um, I, the way you started talking, I thought you were going Fleetwood Mac for a second, but this is way better. I, I think this is the move, and I think that, uh, frankly, the, the audiences have already shown that they have an appetite for an ABBA musical. We've we've had two Mamma Mia's already, and people love them. They 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 have a they have a huge following. Okay. So 
We're just we're it's all find out the origin story, Mamma Mia fans, of all of those great songs that you love. That's where I'm going with here. I but honestly, I have incredible competition. Both the movies that you guys pitched and put together are extremely good. I'm very impressed. Um, I, I'm going to put this out somewhere for for folks to vote on, for listeners to vote on after this episode goes up. So go and check my Twitter feed uh, at Matt Scalise. Let's do a post. We'll do a post on for the win that you can yeah, go we'll to and read the subscriber movies. Yeah. We'll have and, a little uh, physical entry for our, each of our movies and then. And you can let, and we'll let the audience decide which one gets greenlit. I really, I don't feel super great about my chances. I don't know. Maybe people are, are, are up for that. Maybe people want some fun in their we lives, but those two, the, the, the on our Instagram too, and in our Instagram stories. Awesome. So the, yes, you can find us at for the water cooler on Instagram. Please go check that out and follow us and, uh, and vote in the poll there too. And uh, Blake, Thanks for doing this with us, man. I, this is a this is a first time process for us, but I feel like it was. I feel like it was. I wanted to have that feeling of like Mario Kart, right? Where like there's skill involved, but then you have to like deal with random crap that gets sent. Like to you. If you guys want to keep having drafts, I'm happy to keep coming back and winning them. So that's totally <laughs> happy to be here. Well, you didn't get to roast me this time, so <laughs> you made good picks. There's nothing to roast. Glenn Powell, the chicken nugget of movie stars. How dare you? He's going to be. Wow. When do you see him? Like, do you not like chicken nuggets no. or something? I, I love I love both chicken nuggets and Glenn Powell. I think they're great. Um, Blake, thank you so much for for joining us. And uh, everybody, please go and check out Blake's Blake's work over at For the Win, along with the rest of our colleagues. And um, we will uh, we will be back again next week with another episode. As always, I'll remind everybody, please go and uh, send us an email with your thoughts, reactions, ideas for the show at ForTheWaterCooler at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 802-432-8308. Please go and uh, give us a rating on where whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. If you have not done that yet, we really appreciate that. And uh, keep listening and telling your friends about it. We really appreciate it our audience and what you guys have done to participate in the show. So we will see you guys again next week here on for the water coolers.